Now, the world leaders are lining up to visit the Pacific and uh, that's always the case when we do our Pacific update, it would seem. And uh, there are other things going on always. It's 20 years since Australia sent uh, RAMSI, the Regional Assistance uh, Mission to Solomon Islands, and at a time of turmoil in that country. Late Night Live was there. We did some, some of our best programs, I think, during RAMSI. In fact, it won us a Walkley. And then... And, uh, there's a huge Melanesian cultural festival underway in Vanuatu. Tess Newton-Kane, our regular analyst, joins us. Tess is, of course, project leader for the Pacific Hub at the Griffith Asia Institute. And a warm welcome, this time to uh, journalist Robert Iroga in Honiara. Robert is the editor and publisher of Solomon Business magazine. Tess, let's uh, briefly talk about the current international VIPs. The air is thick with them. President Macron has not gone to say sorry in New Zealand, but he's been just about everywhere else. He has indeed, Philip. He's been in New Caledonia and he's currently in Vanuatu and he then goes on to Papua New Guinea. So um, it's a it's a three three ring circus for President Macron. Uh, interesting that this is his first visit that takes him uh, to country to places other than the French territories. So obviously Vanuatu and Papua New Guinea are sovereign countries, and this is a an extension of the the French um, the French posture the French posture in the region. Tess, do we know uh, if he uh, partook in this uh, Melanesian festival in Vanuatu? Well, according to what I'm seeing across my timelines, I don't know how he could have avoided it. Uh, Port Vila just seems to be awash with dancing and uh, performances and music and literature events. So, I'd, I'd, like I say, I think if he didn't intend to, he would certainly have uh, been been exposed to it um, accidentally. So thousands of people are flocking to Vanuatu's capital to join in the fun. It's just amazing. It's uh, MacFest has been on a bit of a hiatus for a few years now, thanks to COVID and other reasons. But Port Vila is hosting the event. It's its seventh iteration. There's been sunshine. There's been rain the last couple of days, but it doesn't seem to have dampened any of the enthusiasm. Yeah. And I think just for often when we think of countries in Melanesia, it's often this is often a region that's portrayed as being somehow deficit and. Uh, poor and, and, and kind of lacking. And this is such an example of the richness and the depth and the the variety and the complexity of the region. I think it's just an amazing, amazing active, amazing event. Let us remind the listener that Melanesia stretches from, uh, well, from uh, New Guinea mm. in, to the west and as far as Fiji to the east. It does. And I think what's also really interesting about uh, MacFest is one of the kind of subtexts of it is that we see an awful lot of support for some of the more contentious political uh, things that are going on in the region, particularly around self-determination for West Papua. So lots of people displaying the Morning Star flag, which cannot be flown in West Papua under Indonesian law, but it's been very much on display in Port Vila the last few days. Robert, you must wish you were there. Yeah, yeah I wish, but there's a lot of um, 
our people there as well, representing the Solomon Islands. Robert, uh, the other leader visiting the region is, of course, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken in uh, Tonga today and uh, saying he was concerned by China's, quote, increasingly problematic behaviour in the region and, quote, predatory Chinese aid. Does it uh, sometimes feel like the the Pacific countries are, to use an ugly uh, metaphor, the meat in the sandwich? Well, uh, that's an an interesting uh, metaphor. Uh, For us here in the Solomons, uh, it has been, uh, the last three years has seen the rise of China here. Um, Of course, um, a lot of issues surrounding the security pact that we had uh, signed with China. And obviously, it's implementation. So, yes, uh, we are very much in, in the middle of that. I regard China. Tess, the US, of course, uh, opened an embassy in Tonga in May. I recall you telling us. So, they're keeping a close watch. Yes, yeah, so the, the, one of the things that Blinken was there to do was to dedicate that embassy. We've heard recently that uh, the US is planning on having large deployments of diplomatic staff across the region, talking up to up to 40 per country, which just sounds huge. Um, but they obviously, you know, very keen at any and every opportunity to demonstrate that they're back and that they they want to be in the mix. They want to be a very present uh, a present presence to their Pacific partners. And uh, this is, I think this is, the secretary's third visit to the region or in in almost as many months and I expect he'll be back before too much longer. Robert, let's now focus on uh, your country. It's 20 years since uh, the Ramsey exercise and uh, you must have been quite a young journalist when you covered it. We were very happy that uh, Ramsey had arrived uh, to rescue a country which was on the brink of collapsing it was basically uh, having some issues with law and order. And it was Ramsey uh, in July 20, uh, 2003 that rescued us uh, from point Did, of guy ha- Looking back and looking at the current situation, how effective has, the Ram- has Ramsey been? Well, as somebody who lived throughout the, the, the ethnic tension, as we call it here, yeah, it's, Ramsey's intervention was probably one of the important uh, interventions uh, from outside in a post-independence uh, era and very important for their survival. Now, otherwise, uh, we would have been broken down into many other nations as well because of the law and order we had. So, yeah, we were happy and still happy. Robert, do you have any criticisms? Well, one of the, the issues that probably a lot of uh, people would have uh, said that Ramsey hasn't done enough was uh, it's not um, the counter-pattering with the locals. I think they had not been well connected with the locals. So after they left, then we had some issues with law and order. Uh, we were hoping that ethnic tension would have gone and law and order would basically be gone. But we had some about two riots uh, uh, since then. I understand the Chinese are around training your police. How's that going? Well, um, the Chinese had been here for two years now and their presence is felt uh, within the police. And one of the interesting things that uh, they do is they go around uh, training a lot of our people besides the police officers. 
martial arts or kung fu, as they call it. And they were training other people uh, as a matter of uh, security for themselves, uh, going up the, down the streets, they can defend them the, themselves. Uh, from other maybe attackers, but uh, it has not been not been very popular with everybody. Well, it's popular with others, but not everybody. Tess, I know you're a brilliant at kung fu, but uh, <laughs> we won't discuss that at the moment. How do? What's your view looking back on on Ramsey's on the Ramsey Look. initiative? Look, I think Robert's point is one that often gets forgotten, and it's a really important one, is that you know Solomon Islands, Honiara and other places were very dangerous places to be, and people's, people's lives were being lost, and Ramsey essentially put a stop to that. So, you know, we'll, we'll never know how many lives were saved because of that intervention. And certainly it was a long-standing intervention and did a lot to make people feel safer um, moving about in the country and particularly in Honiara. I guess looking back with over the past 20 years, there are a number of things that we can point to. And a colleague of ours, Dr. Transform Angarao, made reference to these earlier in the in the week. And, and those are things like the, the gaps that were still left and that Solomon Islands is still trying to fill. And so particularly around things like critical infrastructure, you know, the water supply, to Honiara is not always uh, very reliable. The health infrastructure is very uh, parlous and, and needs a lot of work and a lot of a lot of input to get it up to what Solomon Islanders need in order for them to achieve their goals. So I think that those would be the the key kind of criticisms that that Ramsey was a, a very uh, there was a lot, very law and order focused and then very technocratic, but never didn't really address those key issues of putting in place some critical infrastructure around health, around education, around water that would allow the people of Solomon Islands to kind of keep up with their neighbours. I, I, I am aware, of course, of the very problematic historical tensions with the Chinese in uh, in Honiara and uh, I, it's, I find it a paradox that now they're so welcome. Well, I think as Robert, you know, touched on at the end of his thing, it's it's very much a mixed bag. I think you know there are some there are differences in opinion in terms of how people feel about established Chinese families. There are Chinese families who have been in Solomon Islands for generations and are considered and are Solomon Islanders and are part of the fabric. People generally feel quite positive towards that part of the community, but maybe less so towards newer arrivals. I think obviously there's a difference between how the Chinese government uh but relates to the Solomon Islands government as compared to what went before with Taiwan. Some people see that as being very positive. Other people are quite concerned about it. I think the main concern for the people of Solomon Islands is how are their leaders reacting to these overtures and, and what is it doing in terms of uh, how their own domestic politics are developing and what that what that means for the state of their own governance. You've just heard our regular Pacific update with our regular Pacific updater in Tess Newton-Kane from the Griffith Asia Institute and it was good to meet you. Robert, Robert in Rogue, the editor and publisher of Solomon Business Magazine. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.